Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Res. Today, as always, another powerful show. I'm going to go back in time to 1979, check out a song from back then. We're going to buzz up to 2017, check out a powerful true crime documentary, and then we're going to zip to 2023 and check out a powerful trailer. And also, somewhere deep in cyberspace is the mystical, magical Mr. Minister. DJ Micah Riz. That's <laughs> Hello, a mouthful. Dags. That is a mouthful. I gotta keep adding titles just I know. to see. I might have I to do delete 15 some. minutes. Oh no, no, no. No, don't. I can't delete any. All right. No. I'm yeah, have that's to take like a breath yeah, yeah. Not, right, well, yeah, we don't want you canceled. No, not yet anyway. How are you, DJ Micah Riz? I'm um, good. How are you? I smell like fish. Uh, I was at a fish fry yesterday. Whoa. I smell like yeah. Team Spirit. Tell us about the fish fry. Sure. Uh, It's a lot of older people eating fish that don't want to listen to a DJ. Whoa. Yeah. They'd rather have a band. You had a gig. (laughs) We had a DJ. A fish fry. Can you turn it down there a little bit there? We're trying to get (laughs) down. Hey, Marge, we're out of tartar sauce. Yeah. Is this cod or halibut? It ain't walleye. I'm allergic to walleye. Walleye's too expensive. (laughs) Are you familiar with Uh. Sander? No. Xander is like a Alexander? fish. Yes. Xander is a fake fish. No, I mean, it's a real fish, but they use it to fool people and thinking they're having a walleye. That's your trivia wow. of the day. Xander. Is that like fool's, fool's it fish? Is, it is like fool's gold for fish. <laughs> Xander. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back to the most powerful podcast ever created. God, we missed you. Today, powerful episode. And Micro DJ Rez, Coca-Cola has a powerful new product. What's it called? It is called Guess. Can I give you a guess? Uh, Coca-Cola Stargazer Express Explosion. <sighs> wonderful. It is from the Coca-Cola Creations Lab. Powerful Ooh. lab. Now, you might remember Dreamworld. How could you Coca-Cola forget? Coca-Cola product. Also, our favorite, Starlight. Mm-hmm. This one, DJ Micah Rez, is from a collab from the Grammy Award-winning artist, Rosalia, it is called Move. Who's Rosalia? <laughs> I think it's a song by Bruce Springsteen. A micro DJ okay. Rez, come on, get with it. Okay, I'm getting with it. Grammy Award winning. I have it right in front of me. I'm going to look at the bottle here, describe it to you. It's a pink bottle with doodles on it. I don't like it, micro DJ Rez, right off the bat. Oh, my gosh. She's a Spanish uh, pop singer. I'm yes. looking at her right now. I don't like the graphics. I, I enjoy the graphics. On Dreamworld, much better. Mm. Of course, Coca-Cola is red. You know, it's red and white. But this has a red cap, obviously, but then a pink. I don't like the pink. I don't like the white. I don't like the graphics right off the bat, like her DJ is. So are you ready? I'm going to crack this open. It's the first time. 
Yes, your dog is excited. We're going to enjoy this. Very excited. We're going to enjoy this powerful new beverage. <laughs> Here we go. Stand by. Okay, open Ooh. the bottle. There we go. Powerful opening. Yes. Pouring right now. Pouring. Let's see what it looks like. Holding it up to the light. Now, does it look pink? Now, I'm holding on. Stand by. Let me get it under powerful lighting. Light does not pass through it. Oh, my God. It's a black hole of Coke. Powerfully dark. Let me get my uh, phone flashlight on here. There's a red, reddish brown hue. Chocolate brown. Very dark. All right, let me turn the light off here. Get back to the powerful beverage. Yeah, why can't we turn the light off? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry, dog. I'm trying to turn it off. All right. <laughs> here we go. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. I'm trying it right now. Say witty things while I drink. All right. Uh, I once uh, had a taco. Uh, does that work? As you're ta- as you're doing it, I'll, I'll describe what the can is like a uh, battle between good and evil. It's like half pink, half black. Uh, there's also a half pink, half white. Not sure what the different flavors are there. And then uh, it looks like Mar- the marshmallow, the DJ, is going to have his own Coke as well. It's already sold out. The marshmallow one. Yeah, already sold out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, everything's sold out except uh, <laughs> Okay, my first thoughts. The smell, the bouquet, mm-hmm. caramely chocolate. Mm. When I drink it, I'm getting a powerful chocolate caramel taste also. So it smells caramely chocolate, but it tastes chocolatey caramel. Yes. Wow. That's quite the reversal of, uh, of taste flavor notes there. I'm also getting a kind of a funky flavor that kind of reminds me of Starlight. Oh, that's too bad. You don't want to mix Starlight with anything. Unless it's rum. It's a good flavor. I like this one. Let's say, do you take back what you what you said about the the can itself? Then I don't like the graphics. Okay, this is good. I'm gonna go. Uh, Starlight is the best so far, and this one's a strong sec. Wow, you might like it better. I don't know. And then uh, Dream World. I don't know if you remember that was kind of a citrus flavor. Yeah, I remember that's kind of like the tangerine one, right? Yeah, exactly. Man, yeah. one tangerine. This yep. is very good, Micro DJ Res. Well, I'm going to have to track that one down. Yeah, they sell out quickly. Starlight, some of those are going for 20 bucks a bottle. Whoa, why would they do that? I know. They do it on purpose. It's limited. Limited time <laughs> only. I, I wonder how many celebrity Cokes we're going to get. Oh, like and How many collabs? different flavor combinations, yeah. Well, here's the deal. I am going to tweet out to Coca-Cola that they need to do a collab with us. Powerful podcasting. I, I agree with you. What flavor do you think ours would be? Uh, it would have to be something powerful, something that kicks you right in the nose. What's a flavor you enjoy? Uh, let's go with, like, uh, we can't do citrusy because they already did that. Yeah, um, and it has to uh, complement the cola flavor because it's always going to be a cola base. Right. So it's going to be a cola base with kind of a finish flavor. Right. So I like the, the caramel side of things, but let's not do caramel chocolate because they're obviously doing that already. So what if we actually, what if we did like a, like a black cherry-ish type thing or like a chocolate covered 
berry or something. All right. Strawberry and chocolate. I think that's what we should do. I or banana. Th- yes. Oh. Oh, you want to go tropical banana? <laughs> yep. Do you like banana or are you just joking? Or is that serious? No, I do like banana. Yep. I am going, cola is a real, you know, real strong, earthy, woodsy, woody flavor. Mm-hmm. But I do love blue raspberry. Oh, uh, I don't know. You are a blue raspberry guy. Yeah. I'd have to, we'd have to do a lot of testing. I, I want like test tubes and Bunsen burners and <laughs> I want a lab coat, Mike or DJ Res. All right. We'll get you a lab coat. Yes. We need a beaker. We're going to need a commercial of uh, somebody in a lab coat with safety glasses on looking at our Coke in a beaker and then writing something down on a, on a clipboard. Yeah. And a graduated cylinder. Yes. That's a cylinder that successfully <laughs> finished high school. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, We're on to something. I am giving this out of five movements. Sounds kind of gross. I am g- <laughs> This is a four or five. Very good. Really? It's amazing. That's a lot of movements. I'm still, I still think I like Starlight the best. But this is okay. very good. It's close second? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely strong second. I want to see what you think. All right, but, I will track some down. Yeah, but get it quickly because they're all selling out. Okay. The Cub Foods by my house hardly ever sells out of these things, so I'll see. I bet I could find some marshmallow Coke there. Go for we'll it. We'll see what I can find. Cocoa Marshmallow. That's what it's called. Cocoa. Ooh, I wonder what's in it. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want the, the sugar-free. All right. A micro DJ Res, the Flash trailer came out, and I wanted to get your thoughts. I think that it's DC's version of uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We're probably not going into too many multiverses in this, but we're definitely getting into one, and it looks like there's going to be some new characters introduced and an old character that's going to be brought back actually a couple older characters but one in particular everybody knows about if you were watching the super bowl uh everybody saw that trailer where michael keaton does return as batman and i'm curious to know if he returns which which part of his timeline do they return does does he get brought in is this like around the joker time is this after the riddler is this after poison ivy i mean what are we looking at here so i am kind of curious to see what how they do it and what they do with it we're really running out of stuff aren't we absolutely we're running out of stuff <laughs> and of course we gotta yeah. tap the 80s and bring back michael keaton mm-hmm. but it's we're nostalgic when well, we don't have yeah. ideas <laughs> well that's yeah, we're starved yeah. We're starved. It's like, it's like music, you know, Journey. Back in the day, there were so many bands, but now there's a couple left, you know, Journey, Sticks, and you just, you're starved for it. You starve for rock and roll, and this, in this case, you're starved for comic book characters. Yeah, I think they, yeah, I think they kind of saw what, how fans reacted to Spider-Man when they brought back, or they brought in all the Spider-Man. Zzz. And so that's, I think that's what they're kind of going for here. So we'll see. Kind of ruins it when you show it during the pro yeah. <laughs> in the trailer, though. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's wait, yeah, hint at it or something, you know? Right. You know, now the trailers, of course, are they're the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, Supergirl's coming in. I mean, come on. 
Do you think do you think he's going to be cleaned up too much in CGI and it's going to look fakey or what? Uh, which character? Uh, oh, the Flash. A, there's only one. Well, come on, it's not. No one cares about Flash. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Batman. Let's get real. No, I I don't think he will be. Not not too much. That is like. Well, I take that back because DC is kind of does a lot of CGI and stuff too. But I, I have a feeling that the Michael Keaton Batman. They well, I, I guess I mean more the de aging. You know, I mean I know it's all CGI, but oh, sure, the de aging part. No, yeah. I bet they don't. I bet they they let him roll because you're only going to see half of his face. So, his jawline. Yeah. yeah, you can use makeup for that. Makeup and shadowing and highlighting. Not that I would know about that, but I do watch makeup tutorials on YouTube and you can find tricks. He could grow his beard back. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I just (laughs) want to know if he's going to go, you know, obviously he goes with his Batman voice. So you won't have the Ben Affleck stupid voice changer when he's in his suit, which is going to be great. I can't wait because we'll actually have somebody who can do a gravelly voice. Or Christian Bale. I need a cough drop. (laughs) <laughs> they should they should bring all the batmen back except for you know of course Val did you, did you like bane's voice Batman. yeah bane's bane's voice was uh probably the best voice of all the batman do you movies. remember they changed his voice <laughs> did you know that oh from uh what tom hardy was doing yeah Kinda like well, a darth vader thing yeah they had it and it was apparently people couldn't understand what he was saying so they cleaned it up Oh, because of the the thing in front of his face? Yes. <laughs> so if you, if you go online to YouTube, you can you can hear comparisons, the two versions. Oh, I have to do that. I did. You can find the the Darth Vader ones <laughs> before they dubbed the Darth Vader voice over it, and the actor when he says the lines, you're just like, yeah, that was a good call. <laughs> yeah. Well, Darth Vader was cool because it had a dude in the suit, and then they had the. Uh, James Earl Jones do the voice, and then when he was uh, took his mask off, they had another actor. So there's like right. And then there was the young uh, mannequin Skywalker. So there's all the different versions. That was kind of right. Cool. I think what they should do is put the Bane voice on Darth Vader <laughs> and see how that goes. <laughs> I'm your so father, like- Luke. <laughs> Like, oh, <laughs> Obi-Wan and your sister. <laughs> if you won't turn to the dark side, that'd be great. <laughs> or Al Pacino as Darth Vader. I mean. <laughs> this is a consulship. Where's the ambassador? <laughs> oh, man. Al Pacino should do every, every character. He should. <laughs> Mike or DJ Rez, we're going to go to back in time, 1979, off the powerful Head Games album, Foreigner, Dirty White Boy. Now, the reason I picked this because the movie we enjoyed <laughs> was called White Boy. So right away, I thought of powerful song of the day, Dirty White Boy, written by the powerful British-American team of Lou Graham being the American dude and Mick Jones. And crew from the UK. And Mike or DJ Rez, this is the first single taken from their third album, studio album, Head Games. Came out in 1979. Mike or DJ Rez, what are your thoughts on this powerful song? Uh, you can't go wrong with Foreigner Dags. Uh, this was one of my favorite songs. Foreigner has a lot of hits. I and mean, this is one of the ones that I like 
uh, Dirty White Boy. And it's one that I've listened to a lot back in the day. This was one of our go-to songs by Foreigner. But you can't go wrong. I mean, you got Jukebox Hero. And then, I mean, Head Games is a good one. But uh, yeah, Dirty White Boy was one of their highest topping on the charts as well. Um, even though people didn't really kind of get what it was about right away. Kind of sucks when you have to explain what the song is about, but uh, didn't really hurt it on the charts um, at all as it reached uh, number 12 was the peak position on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, but it also spent nine weeks in the top 40. I love the guitar riffs in this song. Pretty infectious. It also it reminds me of, obviously, Hot Blooded, which is another powerful song. Mm, you know, some yeah. people think it's kind of a rip-off, same riffs, but you know, if you're a guitarist and you got your signature sound, that's what it's going to be. Right. You know, it's one, one weird thing about this is a rock song on an album. Usually album rock songs are longer. It's only, it's only like three, three and a half minutes long. Yep. Three and a half on the album and 313 on it as a single. Get in and you get out. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no fluff. Right. I think it's because the dirty white boy takes a shower or something and then it's over. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he's a clean white boy. Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love Lou Grandma. Yeah. Now, the song is about Elvis Presley. For those of you that are not in the know, you are in the know. Because he always had that dirty white boy who changed the shape of music completely look, as uh, Jones says, Mick Jones said once. So, yeah, so it's uh, not a, a euphemism or anything about a dirty... White boy, it was just about Elvis Presley. <laughs> My dog is yes. super excited about this song. <laughs> yeah, sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. We'll powerfully transition into the film 2017, White Boy. Sure, this is a documentary about, about uh, White Boy Rick or Richard Worshi Jr. He is a former drug trafficker from Detroit, Michigan, uh, who was used uh, by the FBI as an informant, and they kind of turned him into a uh, drug dealer. They gave him money to actually buy drugs, and then he would go turn around and sell the drugs, but they used him to infiltrate a couple of different gangs, drug gangs in Detroit, and he got them a lot of information on a lot of people. They were talking drug kingpins, drug runners, assassins, hitmen and even dirty cops and politicians. And then uh, he got in trouble uh, with the law for real. And the FBI was kind of worried that they were going to start getting dragged around because they started using a high school kid as a drug informant, turned him into this big time drug person and drug dealers, drug dealing cocaine. He actually earned a nickname White Boy Rick, who is really the only uh, white kid or white person to infiltrate all these different drug gangs. In Detroit, and he was well known by a lot of people, and uh, he kind of got mixed up with some dirty politician's niece. And when he got arrested, and they pretty much uh, covered her ass, but left him out to dry. Uh, and he ended up um, for a non-violent drug offense, getting a life sentence without the possibility of parole. But in Michigan, you are supposed to be allowed parole every five years, and that not happen for him. Uh, there were a lot of judges and his former defense attorneys and, and a news reporter doing a lot of stories on him, trying to 
uh, get his story out there because they thought it was a lot of injustice going on uh, with his story. And this uh, movie just kind of dives into what happened to him, what happened with these corrupt uh, politicians and dirty cops. And they even interview a lot of the members from these drug gangs who don't hold back about what they did and where they were going and what was happening at the time. But they all agreed on one thing, Dags, and that was white boy Rick was getting treated differently because of his political enemies that he made along the way. Now you might ask yourself, why did it come up with the 2017 film, White Boy? Do you have any guesses why I picked it? Um, I don't, no. Other than that, it, it was... It wasn't. It was trending, right, on Netflix. I usually think that's how you do it. <laughs> no, Gil Hill. Oh, the one and only Gil Hill. That's right. I forgot about yes. that. Yes, the angle of Hollywood. Yes, and what movie was? What movie did he star in? Well, Beverly Hills Cop. And what year did that come out? Nineteen eighty-four. The best year. Yes. Yeah, see how everything. <laughs> the center of the universe. That's right. I believe he was in uh, the first two, right? He was, uh, but not the third one, I believe. So, <laughs> you know, this, the third one, the cinematic uh, uh, juggernaut or treasure that it is. But I think about this, this poor kid, 14 years old. How in the hell is it legal for the FBI to groom some kid when he's 14 years old? Right, yeah. It, even, you know, he even brings it up in the documentary you know they kept him up all night and he's like well i gotta go to school and they're like well do you really have to go to school <laughs> i mean <laughs> you don't want to help us bust some drug yeah, dealers I mean, I mean you could go on and on about the morality of being an informant or getting someone into it but when they're 14 years old it's ridiculous i could see i could see going after the dad but i don't know yeah which is where it started right with his dad and then they went to him i mean you expose some 14 year old kid to all that murder and mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the only one. I mean, they were letting, they were giving people who were <laughs> that hitman that confessed to 30 killings. What he did, what, 20 years <laughs> or some 25 years <laughs> and got out, but they kept this guy in as a nonviolent drug, drug dealer. Yeah. Uh, and what they was gave that, him a life sentence. And what was that hitman made out of silly putty or what? I mean, yeah. he, he absorbed <laughs> shotgun blasts and AK-47 rounds and... Nine millimeters to the back. <laughs> he seemed He still seemed kind of like indifferent about everything he did in his life. And if you just seemed like if you gave him enough money, he'd probably start doing it again. Documentaries, you know, how they always do. They film it so it looks one way. Like you assume he's still in prison, like they're interviewing right. him in prison. <laughs> Yeah, that's a surprise. And this dude <laughs> admitted to killing 30 people, and he's out. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And a teenager getting involved in drugs is still in jail. Right. Well, they were talking about what they went down the list of people that he was surrounded by that did a lot worse crimes than him that were out five years, 12 years, 25 years. I mean, and he gets convicted of drug dealing, nonviolent drug dealing. And they give him a life sentence. I mean, that just, if that doesn't tell you this was, it was the enemies he made along the way that were very powerful. And they were still trying to bust some of the corrupt cops and politicians with his help, uh, even a little later on. And the Gil Hill, we were talking about, um, 
he was a um, homicide detective in Detroit. Um, and even though they couldn't prove it and they never were able to, to catch him actually being corrupt, there was high suspicion of him uh, being corrupt and almost even accepting 20 grand uh, for some, some drug trafficking or helping with some drug trafficking of his own. Uh, which was uh, quite astonishing and amazing because we all know him as Inspector Todd, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, from the Beverly Hills Cop movie. So it was kind of like, oh, this guy had a dirty side to him as well. I know it's it's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I feel the best part of this film was? I don't know. Chris Hansen. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's true. Like Chris Hansen true. is almost as great as seeing uh, Michael Keaton as Batman in the trailer. <laughs> that was your that was your uh, Spider Man surprise. Exactly. Whoa! <laughs> You're trying to tell me that Chris Hansen is. Uh, yeah, that the, was. Is any of the worst Chris funny. Hansen? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Surprised he wasn't like sitting down. You're like. We caught you saying you were going to sell drugs. To, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Can I get you anything? <laughs> <laughs> What's this? I'm out of here. <laughs> uh. White boy Rick, you're free to go. <laughs> that would have been sweet if that's how he was let go. Yes. <laughs> this kid was so cool that uh, Kid Rock featured him in lyrics in one of his powerful songs. Well, I even showed up at one of his parole hearings to try to get him out. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's saying so. And then they used Kid Rock showing up against him at his parole hearing. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, they were grasping for that on that one. But yeah, I mean, if you got somebody who's never you've never met coming, it's a celebrity, no doubt. One thing, yeah. One thing. There's a scene in that movie where they they talk about crack epidemic, and they uh. I have a front end loader busting into a house. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, I do remember that scene. That was, I remember kind of seeing that. That's on from the here. That's, yeah, that's what I thought. I know. Yeah, it was like South St. Paul, right? Yeah, or right West St. Paul or something? Uh, it was, no, it was, I think it was North Minneapolis. North Minneapolis. Yeah, so right away I pointed at the screen, hey, <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio, that's North Minneapolis. That's not Detroit. So they ripped that they, off. Yeah, then they show a scene of... Uh, different strokes with nancy reagan in it yes so i remember watching that as a kid yes just say uh, no yeah i was at the the judge that said something about you know with the war on drugs and drugs won. <laughs> yes i think it's what her line was that was pretty funny so so true out of five kilos what are you giving this film uh i'm gonna give this four kilos it was very interesting kept me Kept me engaged. I mean, it's a typical documentary where they, I mean, but they kind of, you know, they kind of show one, you know, a one-sided story, but they, they kind of come out and tell you, yeah, we just showed you a one-sided story uh, and, you know, kind of fooled you a little bit into seeing what we wanted you to see. So that kind of pulled the curtain back on that. But yeah, I give it four, four kilos. What do you give it? I'll give it three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. I did. Now, I did like uh Beverly Hills Cop. That was the only cool part. <laughs> Yo, did you uh, did you see what uh, White Boy Rick is doing now? He is out, and he uh, partnered up with a a couple of guys in in Michigan. And weed is legal out there, and they have a legal wow weed farm and dispensary wow. called the Eighth, 
which is in reference to an eighth of weed and the eighth amendment wow. of the uh, um, constitution that uh, protects you from unconstitutional um, incarceration. So, yeah. So he's like, yeah, hell yeah. Now I'm doing legal drug how, work. How, how crazy is that? <laughs> yeah. I was surprised when I saw that. I thought it was a joke. I made sure it wasn't like from the onion. So, but yeah, it's true. He's running a business called the eighth, which yeah, is a this, weed business. Yeah. It makes sense. This film came out in 2017. So. Right. Yeah. So, and then he went and did his time in Florida for a separate uh, car theft <laughs> uh, conviction. Um, but he got out a little early from that because of good behavior. Didn't Tim Allen do a similar thing? No, he's uh <laughs> Yeah, he, he was, he got in trouble in Michigan. Yeah, with, uh, he changed his ways. Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he didn't get a life sentence. <laughs> no. So he was nonviolent. Only white boy Rick. The only white boy Rick. So, which is a great nickname, by the way. And the fact that he got busted sleeping with a drug kingpin's wife, <laughs> the drug kingpin on camera says, well, I was in prison. She was getting hers. <laughs> kind of, you know, still kind of like, yeah, well, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. I, I like the story. I don't know if the, the film was the best, but it was definitely, definitely a crazy story. Yeah. It, it almost seemed made up. So, and I, I even said to myself, well, this would make a great movie. And well, I, they did make a movie out of it. So with Matthew McConaughey. So they, you can uh, stream that somewhere too, I'm sure. Powerful. Thank you, Mike or DJ Rez. Oh, thank you, Diggs. You're welcome. Thank you for your thoughts on White Boy, Flash Trailer, powerful song. Your Coke review. Yes. Do you see what I did there with Coke? Uh, oh, see that? Isn't it amazing what I put together? It's, it's actually quite remarkable Thank how you. your brain works. Thank you. I yes. put in Coke. I put in 1984. Everything. Dirty all, White Boy. Yes. All for white you guys. White Boy Rick. Yes. All for you guys. The we listeners. mentioned Kid Rock. Our friends. Yes. Yes. Rock. And rock cocaine. Rock. Oh, God, yes. I was just about to say that. Yes. Yeah. Just powerful, Micro DJ Rez. It doesn't end. Guys. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review. Five stars is the highest you can do. What it does is unlocks the secrets to Micro DJ Rez's fish fry recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make the fish or not? Uh, I can't say. I can't tell you. I was sworn to secrecy. What, what a Minnesota thing to work. DJ at a fish fry. I'd <laughs> be even more to be a, a meat raffle. Right, yeah. Yeah, we're right, having the there, meat raffle. Ready, there? Yeah, we got the meat raffle. <laughs> Make sure you eat your pudding. Yeah. If you don't eat your pudding, bring it up to the DJ yeah. table. You didn't put any synth wave on during that fish fry, did you? No, no. There was a very specific uh, type of music to play for those fish fries, and it doesn't include anything newer than 1978. <laughs> I got fired from a DJ in a bar once <laughs> for playing music they didn't like weird yes but see i they should have i know what's going on trust me yeah right yeah. they were just they that's were afraid a, of how ahead of the time they were yes visionary thank you make sure you follow us social media we're everywhere follow us on twitter at amazing pop pod follow mike rez at mike rez radio and check out his app mike rez radio where you can enjoy powerful music also make sure you follow us 
on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Like our Facebook page. We just ask you one more thing before we wrap it up here. Please tell a friend about our podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.